Nearly one third of US bank consumers use online and mobile fintech apps to help manage their money, according to a new survey conducted by the Clearinghouse. Yet a majority of consumers are concerned about data privacy and want more control over their financial data that the apps can access. Today I'm speaking with Dave Fortney, Executive Vice President, Product Development and Management at the Clearinghouse. So what can you tell me about this survey? So um, we conducted a survey earlier this year where we went out and identified uh, consumers that were uh, banking customers, but also uh, used fintech apps. And these fintech apps can vary from sort of the traditional uh, personal financial management type of apps that have been around for, I think, a couple of decades now, uh, to you know more of the new newer products, uh, things like robo advisors and investment services, and you know, for example, and some of the newer products. Really, any sort of fintech app that uh, that uses, in some way, shape, or form, uh, bank information or consumer account information from banks. So that was the that was the gist of the survey. And you know, what we really tried to understand is how these uh, consumers um, viewed the access to to their information, what concerns they had, and um, and and you know, what, any other uh, consumer vantage point towards uh, this practice. So, well, what were the findings? Well, first of all, um, a healthy number of consumers are using these apps regularly. So you, you know, you mentioned the number almost one third. Uh, actually, some you know consumers among that are using multiple apps, as you might expect. Uh, but that's you know that's still a very large number that are actively using these apps. Uh, we did ask uh, you know, what your level of comfort is with sharing data with the FinTech apps. And we got a, you know, a large percentage that had some level of concern or discomfort. Um, having said that, they are doing it, right? So they're not, this is, we're targeting these questions now at the folks that are actually uh, using these apps. Right. Uh, so what we didn't try to go out and assess is among the folks who don't use these apps, what their viewpoint would be. Uh, potentially they would even be more concerned. But of the ones using it, they have concerns and yet they're doing it. And then what's interesting is that we start asking uh, underneath that, hey, what data are you most concerned about? And we actually listed all sorts of different data. And as you would, you know, sort of maybe expect, you know, you get into things like uh, account numbers and passwords and social security numbers. I think social security number actually scored the highest. Uh, those, you know, the level of concern starts to rise when you start getting into things that, uh, like a uh, an email address, uh, scored the lowest. I think that's probably reflective that people get so much spam email that they figure everybody already has their email address. So what's 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 the harm of letting that out even further? So what about did you find anything? I mean, demographically, I mean, you, you, you would assume that sort of the your millennials or Gen Z are more prone to be using things like mobile uh, fintech apps. Did, did any of the, did the research back that up? Uh, yes, to some degree. Um, we did do we did do a look at uh, different age groups and 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 yes, they did. And you might have, um, you know, some some degree there, but I think maybe less than than you would expect because we uh, targeted the folks who were using these apps. And so 
if you were to ask the question, is a higher or a higher percentage of of uh, millennials using these apps than say senior citizens, you probably would have gotten an off the charts um, difference there. That's not the way we did it. Sort of once you're in the questionnaire, you're using these apps, and so right. then your your viewpoints towards things don't vary as much as you might think with uh, age group. You know, if if you do any survey looking at things like sort of banking and payments or the use of mobile banking or mobile point of sale or, or whatever. You've always got security and privacy at the top of the list in terms of the concerns and reasons not to be using these services. I mean, it's again, this this is kind of a pervasive and continuing problem. So, I mean, just how do you get consumers to feel more comfortable with online and mobile fintech apps? Well, I think, okay, so first of all, one of the one of the things that I think helps to drive this is that we all, one of the questions that we asked is about the safeguard and security of the data and the information. And the um and and who specifically do the consumers look to 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 safeguard that information and so you know um, um you know 62% um listed and the, you could select multiple answers you know multi, listed their primary bank and and no other category got over 50% you know some all, as far down as 20% and so you know what we took from that is that the consumers are yes they're concerned about the safety and security of of their information but they're also uh, kind of holding accountable in a way uh, their primary bank for ensuring that these things are done in a way that is um, is secure and respectful of their privacy uh, so there's that the the one one other thing that I would point to is that you know clearly we're advocating um, and we will be advocating even more more so after this uh, results of the survey uh, a shift in the practices away from quote-unquote screen scraping I know that's a pejorative term but it's also kind of the technical term that's used to describe the practice of using user ID and password credentials in order to sort of masquerade as the consumer and then retrieve information and so shift away from that practice and move towards, uh, you know, secure APIs. And the and more and more financial institutions are building out those API sets and uh, doing doing it in a way that um, is is secure and that for those using those APIs, they don't need to ask for the consumer's login credentials. You know, effectively, there's under the covers an OAuth if you're familiar with that standard uh, approach that allows the consumer to authenticate but without using uh, you know without giving their their login credentials to a third party and then the data is retrieved securely through that API and we, we think this approach addresses uh, a lot of the consumers concerns it also aligns with the uh, thought process that consumers want to hold their banks you know responsible for the data privacy and security uh, that it one of the biggest concerns that consumers have in terms of the specific data is around their user ID and password. So they don't have to provide that anymore. Uh, and then also just gives better visibility and, you know, who have I uh, granted access to my account information to, uh, you know, periodically can go in and look, a consumer could go periodically go in and look at that, review those permissions, if you will, uh, potentially reaffirm 
refer, reaffirm them. Maybe if there's some apps that you're no longer using, you could say, no, I don't want to provide my access anymore to those particular apps. So uh, to us, that's the, that's the direction. It's a big effort uh, to get there. Uh, that it's, it's, you know, I look at it as very similar to when a lot of the banks had websites, almost everyone did uh, 10, 11 years ago when the iPhone was released, you know, the, there was a lot of initial consternation in the industry. Wow, do we need to go build our own app or can we just make sure that our website looks okay on a mobile device? Well, we know how that went and within, you know, a small number of years, pretty much they all went out and built their own app. So I look at it very similar. This is creating yet another secure digital mechanism for consumers through APIs. And I guess to some extent as well, I mean, you're effectively you're, you're positioning the clearinghouse to be skating where the puck's going, which is a more stringent regulatory environment with things like you know GDPR coming into effect in Europe and almost certainly similar uh, regulatory events happening more locally. Yeah, we have a very different regulatory environment than Europe. And so, um, you know, our take is that it's less likely to be as, you know, sort of heavy handed and prescriptive. And yet, you know, clearly there is a trend around, um, uh, around data security and privacy that's that's greater than, than banking. It gets into all sorts of other personal information and you can the consumer's expectations have risen and whether it's state laws or federal laws or what happens exactly to codify that to your point yeah. the, the the puck is headed towards you know more con, you know allowing the consumers more explicit control and transparency great well dave thank you very much for joining me that was dave fortney executive vice president product development and management at the clearinghouse for information security media group i'm nick holland